You know what? You should My be recording friends. this now, Mike, because this is how we are. This is <laughs> us. I, I just pressed the record button. <laughs> oh. this, is, this is us. I mean, this is what we do. This is how we talk. Welcome to CAI's Wine on Wednesday. I'm your podcast moderator, Mike Shaw, Manager of Communications and Programs with the Pennsylvania and Delaware Valley Chapter of Community Associations Institute. What is Wine on Wednesday, you ask? What we hope it will be is a monthly podcast featuring four community managers who met a long time ago in a galaxy. Wait, no, that's not right. Wine on Wednesday is a show featuring four community managers who over the years of working and volunteering together grew to become more than colleagues. They became close friends. Each episode, they'll talk a little bit about themselves, their journey, and their experiences in the community association world. They'll share stories, lots of laughs, and provide tips and advice perfect for community managers just starting out and even for more seasoned managers. So today we're mostly going to talk about how you got your start in your career, how you got to know each other, and, yep. um, and I think a little bit about how you rely on each other as peers and as mentors and as, as crutches almost, you know, people that you can turn to with questions or, or when you need some support or help. And how over the many years that you guys have worked together, you've stuck together, even though you're now working for different companies, you know, your careers have taken a lot of different turns and, and take you along different paths, but somehow you've all managed to stay very close and, and make it work. Does that sound about right? Yeah, you, you could just do the whole podcast yourself, Mike. <laughs> Perfect. That's exactly what we talked about. I'd like to introduce to you the stars of Wine on Wednesday. They are Patty Walton, CMCA AMS. Patty is with Associate Mid-Atlantic AAMC. Rosie okay. Brophy, CMCA AMS with Access Property Management AAMC. Maria Elena Solis, CMCA AMS with Penco Management Incorporated, and Jill Geiger, CMCA AMS PCAM, who is also with Associate Mid-Atlantic AAMC. And uh, the four of you uh, all started roughly around the same time with Mid-Atlantic Management uh, in Pennsylvania. And I think, Patty, you were the first one to, to start with uh, Mid-Atlantic. I was. I was a baby in 1998. <laughs> Okay, 1998 came, was your first year. Who came along next? I believe that was me, Rosie. I joined in 2003, a year after my second baby was born. And Maria Elena, you were third to come along, I think? Yes, 2006, by invitation of Rose. Okay. <laughs> and a little, I think it's probably well known in the chapter, but Rosie and Maria Elena, the two of you have known each other for a little bit longer than everybody else, right? <laughs> So what what is the relationship between the two of you other than the fact that you're both managers and friends? Best friends. Best friends. Aww. And sisters. Sisters. And Come sisters. On. Okay. That, that's, that's the secret we were looking for. That was it. And then, Jill, you were the last to come along uh, to, to Mid-Atlantic. What, what year did you start? Yes, I started in 2007. January 2007. 2007. Okay. Um, yes. And your careers have, have gone... Pretty smoothly, I would I would think, but but they've taken some turns. So you're you're each doing different things now. Although Patty and Jill are still with Mid Atlantic, which is no longer called Mid Atlantic, it's now Associate Mid Atlantic. But Rosie and Maria Elena, you're with different management companies. And Maria Elena, you actually worked as a business partner for a while. Very interesting. And let me tell you that it is a pleasure working with managers that were trained by Steve Castle. Mm. 
Yes. Why don't you tell me a little bit about Steve Castle? Because I don't know that I don't know that our newer listeners uh, know Steve, and that's a shame because he really is one of the pioneers in the industry, and you each got to work with him. Yes, absolutely. Yeah. You go ahead. Well, he started uh, Mid Atlantic, uh, and I'm not going to try to remember the year. Um, And he really was. uh, He actually uh, was involved with the test taking or the creation of the tests for managers, CMCA certification, certification, yeah. And procedure Um, writings for CAI, I think. But I mean, to work with him, he was such a gentleman. Uh, He knew what he was, everything in the industry, knew what he was talking about. He and his wife, Sue, you know, she was involved. It was just a really wonderful family organization. And um, that's, I, I really think that's why we got to be such good friends because he promoted that. It was uh, all about, you know, we worked in the same region. I don't even know what they called it back then. Like, region. I guess region, yeah. yeah. And so we would have functions and meetings and get together. And we just, the four of us really clicked. And of course we can't forget our, our friend Molly. She's in our little group too. And um, she was Molly actually Tate. one of the, Molly Tate was actually, um, worked in the beginning with Steve. She was HR. She was HR. She hired me. She hired me too. <laughs> yeah. So oh, know, wow. she went then to be a manager. So she's she's still with Associa uh, as a manager right now. But yeah, and I think one of the big things with Steve Castle was education. Whenever yeah. you got hired, you were trained by your peers, which made you as a new employee so eager to want to learn the industry. And as the employee, you were so proud to be selected to be a trainer. So that really meant so much to all of us because we believed in CAI. We looked forward to taking all those tests and getting our, our accreditation. <laughs> we did? <laughs> I did. I did really good on oh, my tests. Oh, my It was just a different era. It was, and everybody just really got to know each other. As when a new employee came in, it wasn't just an email saying, oh, congratulations, so-and-so was hired and works here. You got to know that person. And, yeah. and I think those, those were the friendships that we cultivated. And you know what? We never worked in the same offices. None of us. Isn't no. that crazy? None we of probably us wouldn't be friends today. We probably <laughs> wouldn't be friends. We never worked in it, but we just had a bond that we we're just- We're too headstrong. We are. We're all yeah. A-type personnel. Well, Mary Elena might not be. Molly's not really. No. Yeah. Rosie, Jill, and I are A for sure. A-type personality. So, um, yeah. so it, it really yeah. sounds like it was, it was sort of a family atmosphere when you started out. It was. Yes. Yeah, he was a great guy. And people weren't as crazy back then. I, I don't know. <laughs> I think people are, you know, a little bit crazier now. So Patty, take me through your, your path a little bit as a manager. What, what properties did you start out with? Well, Where are actually, you now? I, I started in 1998. I was part-time working with Donna Cawthorn um, and I was a CA. And I mean, I quickly, you know, with my personality wanted to take over and um, Donna was so willing to let me do whatever I wanted to do. And once my kids grew uh, up a little bit, I decided to take on a portfolio. So um, I had a portfolio of five in 2005, I guess it was. Um, And now I'm actually uh, doing an interim, not interim. um, Yeah, I'm an interim manager for a couple uh, communities. So I'm up to 10 right now. Wow. But okay. I see. I like being a portfolio manager. That's my thing. I I love having all the different relationships with uh, the boards and vendors. Um, whereas 
I don't know. You, you, you had a, you've had a mix. Rosie's had a mix with um, you between portfolio and on site. Correct. Yes. Yeah. And what do you prefer, Rosie? Do you like working with with a lot of communities, or do you prefer focusing on just one? You know that depends on the day you ask me. <laughs> <laughs> Fair enough. But don't you think there's a lot more flexibility with? your time when you're well not really i mean when i had my own site i pretty much did i counted with the respect of my board of directors and the trust of them so it was very easy to accommodate anything that i needed to do during the day so, and i was so involved with cai and they truly supported all of that so is my present company so i i really you know, it's funny because some managers always tell me, oh, it's so much better being portfolio. You can do whatever you want. And I'm like, I always did whatever I wanted. <laughs> of course you did, um, did, That might have something to do with your A-type personality. Too, <laughs> He's probably the most out of all of us. So I, that comparison to me has never come into play. I do find that being a portfolio manager is a lot... It, requires so much more multitasking yes because you're not involved in that one community knowing every single aspect and corner of it which right. i loved but being a, a portfolio manager it's amazing you you got to be on your game every day because uh one thing you, I, well we all know this you plan your day and just one phone call can make that completely turn around mm -hmm. uh, how about you maria elena have you done portfolio and uh, on-site Yes, I have. And I do prefer on-site. It's, it's better for me to give that loyalty to just one community. I don't know. It's, it's, it's very different. But I have to admit that being portfolio is very interesting. Every single day is different. And you are surprised every morning. <laughs> you really don't know yeah. what to expect. So the planning that Rosie was talking about doesn't even come into play. There's no planning. You just go with the flow. But yes, I, I do prefer on-site. And Jill, you're an on-site manager now. Have you always been? No. When I worked for the my prior company, I was a portfolio. I started out as an assistant as well, like Patty. And just my kids were little and I worked part-time. And I had a wonderful boss who was very flexible. I was off when the kids were sick. I was off on holidays. It was wonderful. Um, I had a manager that I worked under. Um, you might all know her name, Cheryl Sapp. I, I think all of us work with her. And she really took me under her wing and taught me a lot and gave me a lot of encouragement. So when she left um, the prior company and went to uh, Mid-Atlantic, um, I then became uh, portfolio her I took over her uh, group of property and I was very busy and I very I think I had maybe I think I had six or seven and a master so it was uh, different to go into uh, on site I think I struggled at first um, but now I like it um, I mean I like I have a wonderful board of directors and that makes the difference because when you're an on-site manager you're all your eggs are in one basket Right. So if it's not going well and they're not liking you, um, you're not uh, then, you know, then you're <laughs> you're done. You got to go move on. Right. When your portfolio, if there's one community that doesn't like you as well as the others, then OK, you can survive that and switch up. 
I was afraid that when I went on to on-site that I'd be bored. I always have to be moving. But what I found is that you, like Maria Elena was saying, is that you, um, you, bec- you know all the niches of everything and you become so involved. The things that you wanted to do for the others when you were portfolio, but didn't have the time for, right? And then you could be creative and you can really just research and just really get down in the nitty gritty of that community and evolve it so that it's just, you know, beautiful. So you don't have the time with it, I don't think, with portfolio, because you're going from board meeting to board meeting to package to budgets to this, to that, to that, to that, to that. So there is definitely a difference. I think I do prefer on-site now, but like I said, I have a wonderful board of directors and I have a wonderful community, um, nice people. And uh, yeah, so it's, I'm going on, it'll be 14 years come January with Morgandale. So let's talk a little bit about your CAI experience. Um, each of you have been involved in CAI for almost as long as you've been uh, managers, I think. I think all of you have served yeah, as uh, committee members. Uh, Maria Elena is a member of the chapter board of directors. And I believe this may be breaking news, but in 2021, is joining the executive committee. Is that correct? Congratulations. Congratulations, Maria Elena. Uh, uh, Maria Elena has certainly, all of you have been so supportive of CAI over the years. And, um, you know, and we're just delighted that Maria Elena is joining the executive committee. Uh, we know that she'll continue to do great things. So, yeah, tell me a little bit about your, your CAI experience, why, um, why it's important to you uh, and, and why you've stayed involved for so long. Again, uh, Steve Castle made it mandatory for us to take the training and to be certified if we wanted to consider a promotion. So additionally to the training that we had for the Mid-Atlantic way, we needed to get our CMCA, AMS, and PQM. So basically all the promotions were lined up with the certifications. Now, when you turn to CAI and the friends that you make there, when you study all the courses is fantastic. I have friends with other Um, management companies that I have cultivated throughout the years. First Service, Camco, and uh, it doesn't matter because we all have that same background. And of course, we face the same problems. But the interesting part is that you can broaden your network, your support system. So I have my Mid-Atlantic family, and I have my CAI family. Mm -hmm. And it's, it's, it's just very challenging to me to get to the next level. You know, I did my CMCA, I wanted to do the AMS, and now I want to do my PE. I just can't wait. (laughs) Until you do it. (laughs) Talk to us a little bit later. (laughs) She'll be drinking a lot of wine that day. Or reading all her her drafts. That month. Yeah. So it, you know, it's a shame that we're doing a podcast because our our audience doesn't get to see uh, Rosie's reaction when when Maria Lena <laughs> said that she was going for her PCAM. <laughs> not not something that you're interested in pursuing, uh, uh, Rosie. Uh, you know, it's funny when I was with Mid Atlantic. Um, that was my next step, right? I, I, I quickly progressed with all of the certifications of CMCA and the AMS, and of course, the next step was PCAM. But then at that point, I was promoted to a, a very large uh, on-site at Bluebell Country Club. So my whole dedication was to them. Still involved in committees with CAI, but 
I just really didn't feel like I had the time for becoming a PK. Then uh, later on, switched to access property management. Um, in being a portfolio, which was a change for me, and managing now multiple properties, I always just feel like, oh, when I have a little bit of time, I just never seem to really have that time. And yeah. I know that studying for the PCAM is extremely intense. So I've been with Access now for two, going on three years. I think once I get a little bit more stable and my, I mean, my communities right now are stable, you know, they're not switching properties. So it's nice to have that because I feel like I now have them where I need them to be. Of course, there's always a project someplace. I don't know. I mean, I'm keeping the door open immediately. Oh. No, <laughs> but uh, it's always a goal, of course, to become a PCAM and have that recognition because it really sets you apart. Mm -hmm. So tell me a little bit about uh, how the four of you became so close and how you keep that friendship going strong after all these years. I think I, it's I respect know. for each other. Yeah, I mean, I think we're, we're all just such like longtime seasoned managers that, um, honest to God, I, I, what do you think, girls? Like once or twice a week, we throw something out to the five of us saying, yeah. has anybody ever used so-and-so? It doesn't matter that we're not with the same company. We respect each other in the industry. I mean, just at the uh, gala, we said to Rosie, oh, you know what? I wanted to pick your brain about, um, you know, uh, contributions from uh, investor owners to landlords and rental and fee income. And then Cal, she did that because I know she did that at one point. So it doesn't matter what company we're with. You know, we just pick each other's brains of how you did this or what do you think about that vendor or this vendor or have you used them or, uh, I mean, it's just, it's so wonderful. But yeah, I have to tell you at this point in our friendship, we just went on a girls weekend a couple months ago. I mean, we hardly, we did talk about this podcast and we talked about CAI, but for the most part, we, we just know each other, the families, you know, our lives, our lives our kids. you know, me trying to be in the dating world, Jill move. <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> you know. She drove us crazy. crazy. <laughs> <laughs> you really we should see like us. through Patty. Yeah. We were on a hike and we left her alone. Yeah, they were. <laughs> <laughs> and the bear ate me. We, we suddenly took another turn. Yeah. <laughs> you really uh, suddenly video. this podcast has turned into a personal advert for Patty. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> oh my God, too funny. But no, I mean, that's the truth of the matter. You know, it used to be all work talk, but now it really isn't. I it mean, isn't. It really... I mean, it, you know, it starts with, oh my God, my son did this or blah, yeah. blah, blah. And then from there, it's like, oh, and by the way, um, have you ever done, I don't know, something on satellite mm -hmm. dishes? And, yeah. and, you know, our history and our experience from our multiple properties or vendors or boards or unit owners it's nice to have that openness and knowing that you know we each yeah. bring a different I don't and, know. and you know what else I think it's also trust Rosie because yeah you know in the beginning we would say all right this doesn't leave our little table you know like we're <laughs> talk about this they take it you know we don't leave our table now we don't even say that because we know like we're a very tight group and you know if you you vent about something it's not going to go anywhere you know one thing I have to say that surprises me no, well, it shouldn't surprise me. We each take such pride of where we work. Yes. And I think that um, sharing that with each other and not, you don't have to divulge a secret or a company right. policy. Right. We oh, just no. talk about 
what we need in that particular moment. Exactly. And we don't, we have such respect for each other and our employers. So yeah. I think that is something that in common just binds us. I agree. Yeah. There's no That's real exactly negativity. true. We have a lot in common. You know, and we never talk or- negative. I mean, really, I mean, maybe, you know, sometimes we'll talk about a homeowner did this or homeowner did that, but I think Rosie's right. I mean, we have respect for the companies that we work with and for, and that doesn't, you know, we're not bashing or anything like never, you know, never, really never, no, Mm -mm. we could have, (laughs) (laughs) we really need to do a video. We need to have this as a video to see our faces. (laughs) Oh God, no. (laughs) I, I, I have total respect for my girls. Um, my girlfriends started out as a professional relationship. And then um, just, you know, I was just drawn to them, just drawn to them uh, from their experience and um, their just time in the field and um, their personalities that we just started to do at events for each other, classes together and go to events together. It's a personal thing um, that we really do support. Like I know that each one of them Tate or like have my back and they're just we're very fortunate that you know I feel like they're long-term friends even though it's been just past 10 years or so but (laughs) we're very fortunate I I remember there was this one time do you remember it had nothing to do with our companies but we decided to create an on-site management club and we would meet for breakfast before our day start and and it was great because we figured we nobody had this like we were um, we figure a lot of times when you're on site, you're kind of on your own little world right. because you, if you are a good manager, your immediate supervisor doesn't really have to be hounding you for stuff, mm-hmm. but we have very distinct problems. So we created this club and it was amazing. We had such a great mm-hmm. time. We, well, we were within the region, so it was easy for us to meet, but the ideas and ways on how to cope with certain homeowners or a, a problematic vendor. It was amazing the support that we gave each other. Mm-hmm. You remember how many people at total uh, were in that group? Like 10 or something? Yeah, it was Roy Rogers. What? <laughs> Name Shout the out past. to Roy. <laughs> <laughs> I know, I felt left out of that group actually. Well, you were not on site. <laughs> I know. <laughs> I really was like, I'm not used to being left out of the group. And I wasn't oh, there. We had to make a special group for Patty. <laughs> See that? Now we're uncovering uh, old grudges. <laughs> yeah. It's okay. It's okay, Patty. You're part of this group. And I am. I am. That's all that counts. So let's talk a little bit about 2020. It's been uh, an incredibly difficult year for, for all of us. Um, and I imagine that's especially true for managers. Um, can you tell me a little bit about what it's been like for you um, and how leaning on each other maybe has gotten you through it a little bit? You know, you probably, you're, you with, you're the bigger onsite than us. I mean, I, I think with you having the facilities and stuff, it's really affected. Um, I think that 2020 was difficult. I think that I felt like we, uh, people that have things in common, like pools, for instance, was a big that was a lot of discussion and a lot of back and forth about opening amenities um, and things like that um, so there was a lot of uh, sharing of, of procedures and and a lot of support like that 
but it was difficult. It, it, it was, there were things, these were all first, right? A year of firsts. We were all faced with things that we never faced. In, and so we were bouncing things off each other to help guide our boards in the right direction on decisions and things like that. So, you know, when so. the pandemic first uh, happened in March and everything closed and everybody, you know, had to begin working from home. I think that was an adjustment for all of us. Uh, one of the things that I really love is how all of the companies just reinvented themselves yes. and created new procedures on how yes. to hold meetings. We know we now all have go-to accounts, yep. go-to-meeting accounts, Zoom yes. accounts. We've trained our boards and convinced them what a wonderful way it is now <laughs> to meet that way so mm -hmm. we don't have to drive on site yep. and be exposed, keeping them safe and us safe so we can continue working with them. So, but the one thing that what happened like March, April, May, how we were bombarded with webinars and instructional material, and not only from CAI, but all of the vendors that really surfaced and gave their best to try to keep us informed and how to cope with things and how to deal with mm -hmm. things, how to communicate with our residents to make them understand how facilities needed to be closed. I have two, um, a clubhouse and a fitness center that closed since March and never opened again. And I think the key point was communicating to the residents, not just telling them it's closed and not, not telling them why. Explain exactly. to them why. And, yeah. and you know what? People need to understand. Uh, it's not our choice. So we would. And, and no, we're not giving you a break on the fees. Yeah, that so was still the other need question. To maintain it. Yeah. Um, but, you know, again, it's all about communication. That's right. The social impact yeah. is really, really affecting us, us mm -hmm. managers and administrators. And people. I, I feel sorry for administrators because basically they take all the calls. Yeah. I know. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my gosh. I mean, you know what we noticed, I, at least for me, with having the, so many properties, is the increase in architectural requests. Mm. Right, girls? Mm -hmm. Everybody's um, working at home. Working they're all working on their projects. They want to do, the, I mean, and it's still like usually by December, things have calmed down, but we have noticed still an influx in architectural requests and people doing things to their homes. That's a great point. And, the and a lot more I've trash. Oh, well, trash. Oh, my God, like trash. Everybody's, everybody's cleaning out. Trash is a big problem because- It is a problem. Okay. from Amazon, cleaning the houses out. It's <laughs> true. Yeah. One thing I have to say is like the income from association fee payments has not suffered. No, not really. At least none of my We all thought it would, actually. That was a big yeah. concern. Like, you know, people being furloughed or yeah. losing their jobs or whatever. There has not been a problem with mm -hmm. delinquencies on our end. No. Same. For me, it's the same people that same are here. delinquent or delinquent. Yeah. So that speaks I'm very volumes. surprised. It speaks volumes yeah. for the people that, you know, habitate associations. I don't know that I have much else that I want to ask. Is there anything else you want to talk about before we wrap up? I do want to just take a quick moment to uh, recognize Cheryl Sapp. She was my immediate manager when I was hired. I trained under her. And I know that Jill, Jill and I share that connection. Yes. So I also want to recognize her. I know that she's a member with CAI and, uh, and just, you know, kudos to all of those people uh, that take the time to really get to know people, motivate them and educate them and show them the way that when the, somebody knocks at your door and say, hey, I have a question that you take that time 
to help somebody. So, I think that's a great point. And, you know, we, nice. we talked a little bit about Steve Castle earlier. We've talked about yeah. Cheryl. Um, could, could each of you name somebody who, who really helped mentor you when you were getting started in, in addition to those two? Well, I would say Rosie helped me out tremendously. Um, we had, I, she helped me with um, a website to create a website for Morgandale and use that website today. And she really helped me out a lot with that. And it's been a major factor with the communication and everything that I do with Morgandale. It's been 12 years now using that same thing that you had introduced me to. And then Patty, all of my girlfriends, of course, Patty was there to help me with the classes. Like I had a really hard time with the financial part. Um, we took the financial class together. And I remember her taking time <laughs> with funny. me with that one. I was very worried about that one. That was funny. And yeah. Maria Elena, she's a quiet little one. I got to know her. <laughs> I got to know her later on. Um, and she was always, she helped me. She reviewed, because when you're doing your you can let other people review that aren't PCAMs. And she reviewed something and um, a couple chapters, for me, I think. And um, and I, that, that's a lot of time to take out of your day to do that. And uh, so I, I think I from, you know. I have to throw out the name Donna Cawthorne, actually. I don't know that she would ever listen to this, but um, she was really my first mentor. Uh, she was the epitome of CAI, of uh, getting, you know, one of the only, the first person I knew that ever got a PCAM. Um, you know, really meticulous in her work, got the Robert Wise Award, um, was involved with all kinds of committees and a chairperson on a committee. And she's the one that actually introduced me, I would say even more than Steve, um, to CAI and the benefits of it. And I yeah. would say that uh, Rosie always has been there for me. Always. And, can't, uh, can't get out of my, you're not going to get out of my apartment. <laughs> Deborah, Deborah Peters. Oh yeah, that's Ooh, another name. Yeah. I worked with Deborah for many years, and she was an excellent manager. And a PCAM too. Those were my two pillars at the very beginning, and then my group of musketeers here. <laughs> <laughs> the five musketeers. Yeah, she's got to keep us in line. Yeah, you're right. She keeps <laughs> us in line. All right. Should we end with a? Uh, a wine selection? Yeah, I think that's a great idea. So Patty's going to give a, a, a wine recommendation. Uh, so uh, we don't recommend that you drink your wine while you're at work. That's probably frowned <laughs> upon. Although there are surely days where you feel like you need to. But at the end of the day, when you're ready to wind down, Patty, let's have a, a wine recommendation for you. Um, okay, I recently tried a Josh Sellers um, Cabernet. It's a Family Reserve North Coast Cabernet Sauvignon in, from 2018, and it was lovely. <laughs> All right, very good. So ladies, thank you so much for uh, for joining us. Uh, you're the star of the show. I appreciate all of your your contributions, both to the podcast today and to CAI over the years. And, uh, and I hope we can do this again real soon. Mike, thank you so much. Thank you, thank yeah. you Mike. You're our shining star. You really are amazing. And, and Tony, and the way you guys reinvented CAI in 2020, it's incredible. So yeah. thank you. That, you that means a lot to us. Because we love, yeah, we we love, love our it. new thing. Great job. Thank you very much. Well, that's a wrap on the inaugural episode of CAI's Wine on Wednesday. Intro and outro music is Good Mood by Arch Music. Interested in sponsoring Wine on Wednesday? Contact us at info at cai-padelval.org. I'd like to thank our stars, Patty Walton, Rosie Brophy, Maria Elena Solis, and Joe Geiger. And on behalf of them and CAI, thank you for tuning in. 
Let's meet here again real soon.